has been a great season for Clemson Downs and Clemson Athletics. Go Tigers! And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Children's Show, College Football Playoff Rankings Edition. Thank you for hanging out with me in uh, hour number one here. Hour number two is going to be a good time. We'll be talking mainly college football playoffs. We're going to have Joseph Talbert at Clemson Pros on Twitter joining us here in just a second as well to talk about how all the Clemson, how well the Clemson Tigers are doing in the NFL right now and break down some of the statistics for you. Uh, first things first, a new sponsor here on the Mark Childress Show, and it is an honor to have these folks on board. It's our friends at George Coleman Ford. George Coleman Ford been in business since 1930 almost 90 years fourth generation is now part of the business for them regularly top rated customer service on google yelp go to any of these review sites i was looking at some of their google reviews the other day five star after five star they give fantastic customer service and their customers like to jump on board and tell you about it they never add any hidden or added fees when you buy from them and this is super important the price is the price right you're not going to see a price on the car then they're going to go in the back talk to the manager come back out with a different price no no added or hidden fees, no dock fees, anything like that when you buy from them. It's also not unusual for customers to come from hours away to buy a car, lease a car, or even come and get their car serviced. Because almost all the staff, sales, service, parts, etc., has been with the Coleman family for many years. So you see those familiar faces, you get great customer service, you're going to keep coming back. Cars cost less and travelers rest. Our friends at George Coleman Ford. Go to georgecolemanford.com as well if you're interested in a pre-owned car. And if you see something on there on georgecolemanford.com that you like, you better go ahead and get it right then because you're going to come back later in the day or the next day. It's going to be gone. They move cars quickly over there, and they always have fantastic pre-owned vehicles as well. So thanks very much to George Coleman Ford for being a part of the Mark Childress Show. All right, let's talk Clemson football in the NFL. Fast becoming one of my favorite segments every week. It's Joseph Talbert from at Clemson Pros on Twitter. Joseph, man, how's your day going? Yeah, it's going good. Hey, I, I mentioned earlier in the show that one of the players I wanted to ask you about, and I don't want to steal your thunder. I always ask you again about the Clemson players that we might have overlooked this past week. But Shaq Lawson kind of had a coming out party this weekend for the for the Bills, and uh, and he's been a little under the radar this year, so that was good to see. It was, yeah. He, he had those two sacks, um, and and which was uh, pretty controversial there uh, a little bit. Um, I know that him and the the tackle for, for the Broncos had been going back and forth on Twitter, and, and Jack got the best of them there this week. Um, so, said, yeah, we're really starting to see him get to the quarterback more. Um, it, it's ticking up. Last Two weeks ago, he got to the quarterback once. You know, against Miami, he got there twice. And this time he got two sacks, but was in the quarterback space three times. So, I mean, he's playing really well. Yeah, defensive linemen uh, starting to show out for the Tigers in the NFL uh, all across the board. Okay, what else stuck out to you this past uh, weekend in the NFL for the Tigers? Yeah, I'll stay on um, the defensive line train with Christian Wilkins. He's really starting to tick up down in Miami. Um, the highest percentage of snaps that he played at 85% this week. So you're really starting to see him you know, play very well uh, for the Miami Dolphins. They're kind of in that rebuilding mode. He had six tackles. Total 
several um, four solos and two assists. So the, the defensive line for Clemson, you know, they're sort of known for that. Um, I know Todd Bates and those guys, like the D-line you, but um, they, they're really uh, starting, starting to play pretty well this week. We're hanging out with Joseph Talbert. He runs the at Clemson Pros Twitter account. If you if you're a Clemson fan and you're not following this on Twitter, shame on you. But it's fantastic real time updates on Sundays and uh, any other days that the NFL games are going on. Um, and he's catching us up right now on uh, breakout performances by Clemson players in the NFL this past weekend. Hey, it seems like a dadgum month ago that. Uh, the Texans took down the Colts. That was last Thursday night. But do you like seeing that uh, Deshaun Danuke connection? And we saw it twice last Thursday. We did, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins with you know six six receptions for ninety four yards and those two touchdowns. And Deshaun really just doing what he's always done and making the plays in the crucial times of the game. Um, you know they got they got down late in that game and, and really you know for them to stick that win out. You know that's a, that's a division rival there with the Colts. Um, that was big. So I, I love seeing that. I love seeing that. And, and a couple other guys that I wanted to mention um, this week, Mark, kind of one from the offensive side and one from the defensive side that we have not talked about yet, um, that both are kind of getting their first action. On the offensive side is Deion Kane. We talk, I talked about him a little bit. He got, he got moved over to the Steelers. Um, he, he only had one reception for 35 yards, but it was good to see him back, you know, back playing, back with the Steelers. Um, kind of as they're having some quarterback uh, controversy, it's kind of good to see him, you know, getting some playing time. And, and then the other is Austin Bryant, who, who we haven't talked about at all. He's been injured. He was injured throughout the combine, um, and, and he got his first snap um, to the Detroit Lions. So that was that was really big. I'm, I'm proud of those guys. Yeah, again, you tell me something every week I didn't know. I did not realize uh, Austin had pulled that off this past weekend. So some good stuff there. Hey, before I let you get out of here, obviously Hunter Renfro uh, coming up with a cracked rib and punctured lung. I think he played with it a little bit uh, on Sunday. Do we have any idea? Do you get any kind of feel? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here for how long he might be out. When I hear punctured lung, man, I've got to think he's going to miss three, four weeks at least. Yeah, there was no timetable, but the way Gruden um, talked, I watched Gruden's posting uh, interview, and the way he's talked, you know, it's going to be a while. Um, so I, I'm, I'm probably going to say around a month, but but you never know. Uh, you know, seeing see him come back in that game after being injured was just, just you know, a classic Hunter Ren for a moment. Um, and it was really good to see. But, you know, yeah. we wish him all the best, and, and hopefully, he can, uh, hopefully he can get back soon. All right, Joseph, I have a very important question before you go. First of all, happy Thanksgiving. Are you going to be basically live tweeting from the at Clemson Pros account on Thanksgiving Day? I am, and, and I, also, oh. I, wanted to, I wanted to highlight the, uh, the guys who will be in action on, on Thanksgiving just because that's something I know everybody's around the TV watching football, so just kind of be on the lookout. As I mentioned earlier, Austin Bryant is going to be playing in the noon game for Detroit. Um, and then in the next game, we've got Buffalo and Shaq Lawson, who had the big week last week with two sacks. And then the, the Thursday night game is the Saints versus the Falcons. So you've got Vic and you've got Grady for the Falcons, and then you've got Stephon Anthony for the Saints. I'm um, getting a lot of uh, a lot of playing time on special teams. So just be on the lookout for those guys, and then I'll definitely be tweeting about them on Thursday. I don't know if I'm proud of you or not. I mean, it's supposed to be family time, right, on Thanksgiving. But selfishly, I am very excited because you'll be keeping me up to date on uh, on Thanksgiving with everything going on. It's Joseph Talbert from at Clemson Pros. Joseph, always uh, an honor to have you here, man. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Take care.
Great. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Again, if you want to keep up with Clemson players in the NFL, he is your man at Clemson Pros on Twitter. Well, if you're just joining us, maybe you're just getting into your car, maybe you're joining us on the Facebook side for the first time, this is the Mark Childress Show. We are simulcast on the radio side and also on the Roar's Facebook page. You can check us out in either location. I do this show from the Pronk Studios in Greenville, South Carolina, a fantastic setup here. Facts and Childress is my producer here in Greenville. Alex Wisnant is back at uh, Mission Control in Clemson making all of this stuff happen. So whether you're listening to us or watching us over on the Facebook side, appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, college football playoff rankings came out earlier in the show. We were presenting them to you live as they were rolling out on ESPN. If you have not heard yet, we've got a new number one team in the country, at least in the eyes of the college football playoff committee. Ohio State is number one followed by LSU at number two. So those two teams flip-flop positions. Clemson three, Georgia four, Alabama five, Utah six. No changes there. Um, And then you've got a couple of new faces. You've got Oklahoma, Minnesota, and Baylor rounding out the top nine. And it is a nine-team race now. You've got three undefeated teams followed by six one-loss teams. Who's going to battle it out to get in there? And I still have this feeling. I don't know if it's going to be LSU going down or Ohio State going down, but I'm really starting to lean towards Ohio State. I am going to be stunned if we have three undefeated teams two weeks from today. I think one of those teams is going to lose, and that's when it really starts to get weird, right? Really starts to get weird. And I pulled this uh, from Ralph Russo on Twitter, at Ralph D. Russo AP. All right, so follow me here. The number one team in the college football rankings heading into rivalry weekend. That's where we're headed this weekend. The number one team in the CFP rankings headed into rivalry weekend has never missed the playoff. So if history is a guide, Ohio State is going to make the playoffs because the number one team at this point in the college football season for each of the last five years has made the playoff every time. Number two team, four of the five years. So again, we're marking this time on the calendar in four of the last five seasons, the number two ranked team in the college football playoffs has made the playoffs. Number three in the rankings is also four out of five. So you think all these big upsets happen late in the year that has this massive impact on the college football playoffs. Going into rivalry weekend, five out of the last five times, the number one team has still made the playoffs. Number two and number three have made it four out of five teams. It's that number four spot that's the goofy one. Only two of the five number four seeded teams at this point in the season have gone on to make the playoffs. And again, Georgia's that number four team here, and they're going to have to beat LSU if they want to go to the playoffs. They know that. So it'll be interesting to watch as we go on. But for the most part, the top three teams in the playoffs at this point, heading into rivalry weekend, The last five years of the college football playoffs have basically made the playoffs every time. I think that's a really interesting stat and an interesting thing to keep your eye on and watch for uh, going forward as we try to figure out everything that's going to break down uh, with with the college football playoff and going forward. Hey, if you want to jump in, 654-7627. We do have open phones now for the remainder of the show. Would love to hear your thoughts. We had a couple of callers tonight, one of them predicting a Michigan win over Ohio State this weekend. I think it's possible. Auburn, Alabama this weekend. What's going to happen with that? My other show, The Ring, which runs Monday nights at 7 o'clock. I picked Alabama. The SEC, for whatever reason, always gets what they want, right? These last couple of weeks of the season, the games always go the way that they want them to. Is it the best teams in the SEC always perform in the clutch? 
Is it more sinister with uh, referees getting involved? You could argue that the referees really helped out Georgia beating Texas A&M last weekend. And if you think about it, right, the SEC has a ton of money invested in Alabama beating Auburn this weekend, don't they? Again, I'm not saying the referees are on the payroll. I'm not saying there's anything sinister going on. But if you just look at it on the surface, Auburn beating Alabama would be horrible for the SEC this weekend. Because it would take Alabama completely out of playoff contention. Completely. And then you'd be down to just LSU and Georgia. So if Auburn picks off Alabama this weekend and then LSU beats Georgia as expected, you don't have two teams from the SEC getting in. Alex, am I being crazy when I talk about it this way? But the SEC always gets what they want. So I would be stunned just based on history and maybe a little sinister element that I'm throwing in there. Alabama's going to beat Auburn this weekend. Do you feel the same or do you feel like Auburn's going to jump up and take down uh, the tide? I feel like there's certainly a, a way that Auburn could beat Alabama. If Auburn, which I believe has the best defense in the SEC, if they're able to sort of hold down the phenomenal playmakers that Alabama has on the offensive side of the ball, and if Bonix and that admittedly struggling offense can do just enough to to score some points against Bama, Bama defense that is nowhere near what it has been in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certainly a way that Auburn could pull that one out, but I I see that as a much less likely scenario than Mac Jones and Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, and whoever else uh, doing enough to win the game. I don't think it's going to be dominant because I don't think, obviously, Mac Jones is not too good as we as we discussed ad nauseum on this program. Yeah. Um, so I I don't I don't see it being the kind of game that we saw last year where two of was basically just chucking out a little of the yard in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Um, but I, I do think Alabama will, will take care of business this weekend. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, again, I so it sounds like you and I are in agreement um, for sure here. Um, on Alabama taking down Auburn this weekend. Uh, here's the Lee Corso not-so-fast, my friend, stat for you, okay? Um, Alabama and Auburn's defense, okay, because, again, the, the national story is that Auburn has this incredibly elite defense and Alabama's defense is hot garbage, right? Through 11 games, Auburn has given up 178 points. Do you know how many points Alabama has given up through 11 games, Alex? If you do, I'm scared. It's the same amount. It's 178. Auburn's defense and Alabama's defense have given up the same amount of points through 11 games this season. But we hear how elite Auburn's defense is and how terrible Alabama's defense is. Now, Auburn's played a tougher schedule than Alabama, and we know that. It's been difficult. They had to take on Oregon at the beginning of the season where Alabama has played no one outside of it. But Alabama and Auburn giving up the same number of points. And it's not just about points necessarily, but Auburn is 14th in total defense in the country. Alabama is 16th. Auburn's defense is 4th in yards per pass attempt. Alabama's is 12th. Alabama's defense is actually 49th in sacks. Alabama's is 31st. Alabama has sacked the quarterback more than Auburn. Which, again, if you just listen to what you hear from the national pundits, you would never know. You've got to dig a little bit deeper. So I think this game is closer than people think that it's going to be. Auburn taking on Alabama. And I just have that sneaking feeling that Nick Saban's going to find a way to get it done against Gus Malzahn this weekend and keep Alabama right in that mix, that controversial mix about uh, whether or not they're going to make the playoffs. And they're not going to drop behind Utah if they beat Auburn this weekend. Utah is not playing a ranked opponent. 
So I think Georgia is going to stay at four and Alabama is going to stay at five next week. And you're going to have that cavalcade of one loss teams behind them that have a chance to springboard past them in the conference championship weekend. That'll be the story, man. That's what everyone will be talking about going into the college, uh, the conference playoff or the conference championship games a week from this weekend is who's going to perform well enough to jump over Alabama and make the college football playoffs. That'll be the story that we'll all be talking about. But dig a little bit deeper. That Auburn defense might not be quite as good as you think it is, or maybe Alabama's is a little bit better than you think it is. All right, college football playoff talk continues. We've got open phones, 654-7627. Get in here. Tell me what they got right this week. Tell me what they got wrong this week from the college football playoff committee. We'll keep talking about that, and we'll do a little college basketball before the show's over as well. Clemson's got a big ball game tonight. This is the Mark Childress Show. Truck savings continue at George Coleman Ford, where trucks cost less and travelers rest. Listen to this. A 2019 F-150 XL with 20-inch wheels and Sync 3 system. MSRP is $44,035. George Coleman Ford has it at just $31,950. That's savings, people. Never any hidden fees. Just top-rated customer satisfaction for nearly 90 years. George Coleman Ford. Must finance with Ford Motor Credit. Offer good through 1-2-2020. You work hard for your money, and Realtor Rivers Whitmire is here to work hard for you. He knows that buying or selling a home or property is a big decision that needs guidance, experience, and knowledge from an expert in the real estate field. Rivers is a local who has deep roots in the upstate and a proud Clemson fan. Whether you're ready to buy, sell, or just have real estate questions, call Rivers today at 864-752-5545 and check out his Facebook page at Rivers Whitmire Realtor today. Most demolition projects throughout the upstate generate large sums of concrete waste. When demolition waste enters the S.H. Carter Recycling Facility, it's sorted, processed, and turned into materials that are both eco-friendly and cost-effective. Recycled crusher run, fill dirt, screen topsoil, mulch, and 3-inch surge stone are all available for purchase. Visit shcarterinc.com or call for more information, 864-295-3943. That's 864-295-3943. At Big O Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, we're all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And part of that means showing support for our military. That's why we offer a $500 military discount to active or retired service members. It's our way of saying thank you for all you do. Whether you're looking for a car, SUV, minivan, or truck, we've got a huge inventory of quality new and pre-owned models for you to choose from. Visit us online at BigOdodge.com or come see us in Greenville under that big American flag on the motor model. Military discounts on select models only. When a loved one is facing Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia, it can be difficult to know what to do. Dominion Senior Living will bring you peace of mind by providing your loved one with a specialized care plan, top-notch community support, and the warm southern charm you've been looking for. Dominion Senior Living's memory care program is designed to weave a person's life history, skills, interests, and routine into a personalized care plan with their specific needs in mind. Visit DominionSeniorLiving.com for more information. 
Founders Federal Credit Union congratulates Clemson on their national championship. Win again with Founders. With convenient electronic services like the Founders app and Founders Online. You can spend more time cheering on your Clemson Tigers and less time worrying about your finances. For product information, visit foundersfcu.com. Not a Founders member? Visit relaxjoinfounders.com to see if you qualify for membership. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA and is the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. It's 2019 and Scores Jewelers is finally in its new home on Civic Center Boulevard in Anderson. Scores Jewelers has grown into the premier jewelry store in the area thanks to you. And guys, if it's time to show her that she's the one you want to make memories with, we're here to make finding the right ring easy. Right now, we have special 36 months no interest financing available. And at Scores, you can compare diamonds side by side to see the difference for yourself. And with one of the largest selections of mountings in the area, finding the right style has never been easier. And best of all, if we don't have it, we can make it specially for you. We have custom design in-house to create whatever she wants. Of all the things we offer, the most important is guidance and expertise. We're here to help making finding the right ring easy and enjoyable. The one thing we don't offer at Scores is high pressure. We want buying a ring to be a pleasant experience. Yes, we'd like to make a sale, but we'd rather make a friend. Friends come back. I'm William Nichols, and I'd like to personally invite you to our new location and experience for yourself the difference at Scores Jewelers. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. to the Mark Childress Show, talking college football playoffs, 654-7627. Got a couple of uh, phone calls. I see you guys on there. We'll jump to you here in just a second. But first, I got to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor here on the Mark Childress Show, our friends at S.H. Carter. If you need a roll-off container rental for a project you might be working on, maybe you'll have recycling services needs, demolition services needs, whatever kind of construction project that you're working on at your house, uh, maybe at uh, a local park, something going on in your neighborhood, at your office, give our friends at S.H. Carter a call. 864-295-3943. That's 864-295-3943. Or visit, visit them at shcarterinc.com. Again, if you want to jump in on the phone lines, 864-654-7627. Kool-Aid Jim, you've been hanging on for a while. What's on your mind, bud? Hey, Mark. I was going to say, uh, i tell you what gets me about this uh what gets me about this deal with Auburn and Alabama, if you look at how Auburn played Alabama, they, I mean, played uh, LSU, Auburn should have beat LSU. And if it hadn't have been for a boneheaded play by the running back, I think they would have. But they held LSU pretty much in check. Alabama could not hold LSU in check. And defensively, Auburn got after Burrow and actually came up a little bit. This new quarterback coming in, they're going to eat him alive. I don't think Alabama's <laughs> going to have a chance in this game. That's interesting, Kool-Aid Jim. You know, I just it's hard to pick against Nick Saban ever in a big game, right? And I know they've got a couple of things hamstringing them a little bit. I just read some stats. I don't know if you heard uh, before we went into the last break. Statistically, the Auburn and Alabama defenses are pretty close. But I like the way that you're doing the eye test against LSU because you're right. If Alabama and LSU were still playing, Alabama would not have stopped LSU even once. They could not do anything against them. So it's interesting that Auburn did have success and Alabama did not. Right, and I think that's 
that's where, because if you look at the two offenses, Alabama and LSU are comparable. So, and Auburn already knows how to how to play that offense. The key is, can they score? But, uh, you know, that's going to be the thing. But I think – I give it to the home team. I think because Auburn's at home, I think that's going to not go in Alabama's favor. But uh, I tell you, the other game that uh, gets me is uh, the Ohio State-Michigan game. Mm-hmm. Michigan's going to be fired up. I, I you know – but the key to that game is is Ohio State not having that one brain fart, and it's just you know I hate to say it, but they're due. And I'm really curious what's going to happen because every year, the last two years, three years, they've had that one game that just makes no sense. And uh, unfortunately, they haven't had it this year. Can they go all year without having? It? And if they do, then uh, this Clemson Ohio State matchup is going to be. I think it's going to be epic if it comes out that way. Yeah, Kool-Aid Jim, some great stuff across the board. So I'll agree to disagree with you. I've got Alabama in the game. You've got Auburn. You're making a compelling case for it. Call me next week, and we'll talk it out. I'm also in agreement on Ohio State and Michigan. I think it could be a really close game. I was a little bit alarmed at the amount of offense that Ohio State had to generate against Penn State at what I would consider busted plays, right? Third down plays where Justin Fields could not find a, a wide receiver target and he just got out of the pocket and took off running. If Michigan can find a way to get to a spy on Justin Fields better than Penn State did, because they basically didn't even have a spy for a lot of the plays, and they can shut down Justin Fields' running game, I like Michigan's chances to keep that thing close, and who knows, maybe they will uh, actually get there. All right, hey, we'll continue on the phone lines. If you want to jump on, 654-7627. Let's welcome in Morgan Thomas from The Morgan Thomas Show. Morgan, what's going on, man? Hey, Mark. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, thoughts on the uh, the new rundown, I guess, from the college football playoff committee. What do you like? What do you not like? Well, first of all, I wanted to say that I picked on Alex on the way in because he talked about Auburn having the best defense. And I know our Georgia Bulldog fans that are listening are going to be very upset with him saying that because uh, statistically speaking, I believe they have a better total defense. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're to me, they're, they've been pretty dominant this year. Uh, I'm not. That's not a knock against Auburn at all. But um, Auburn is not anywhere near the kind of offense that Alabama is. I think coming out, opening up minus five for uh, Alabama as a favorite. Give me that all day. I don't think uh, five points is enough for for me to pick Alabama, or me to pick Auburn. Um, I think Alabama is one of those teams that they proved against the, uh, Western Carolina that if you. If you throw, you could, if you have anybody back there, you could throw the ball. We know Alabama can win national championships with quarterbacks that you've never heard of that never make it anywhere after Alabama. That uh, their best uh, job after football is is talking about it on the radio or, or on ESPN. So we know Alabama doesn't need a, a household name quarterback to win a national championship. So give me Alabama in that sense. The only thing I'm worried about still is the fact that. They've got three SEC teams up there in the top five, and I'm still I'm still doubting the fact that they're going to ever allow Utah or Oklahoma to jump. I know everybody's expecting that to happen when the championship week comes and December seventh comes, and you know everything kind of works its way out, and everybody says, "Well, Alabama will fall and they'll get jumped." But I don't know. For me, I don't trust the committee. But the only thing is, if they if if one of those teams don't doesn't jump Alabama, if a if a Pac-12 champion that's one loss 
or a Big 12 champion that's one loss doesn't jump them, oh, there's going to be some lawsuits out there for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I, I guess maybe I'm putting too much logic into it. I don't know. But but I'm in the same uh, world that you're in, and especially with the Pac-12, right? I mean, you've got the, the committee chair is from the Pac-12. Pac-12 has been left out a number of times in the playoff system. And if they have a team that goes 12-1, and one, that gets left out behind an 11-1 and one Alabama team whose only ranked win, their only ranked win this season will be Auburn, right? And Auburn will have their four, Auburn will be eight and four and ranked like 22nd or something on the list. That'll be their only ranked win. And for Utah to have gone through the season, won their division, won their college or their conference championship game and have one more win than Alabama, I just can't imagine them being left out. Now, the interesting thing is, is if Oklahoma does the same thing, would you put it in Oklahoma over Utah and we get there? But I think the committee's got to leave Alabama ahead of those two teams, because if they were already dropped behind Utah and already dropped behind Oklahoma, then there'd be no justification for them jumping back. Right. So you've got a talking point. I think I think it's left there as a talking point, just like the first week of the playoffs you had Clemson at number five which not one human being in the country agreed with, except for the committee. And I felt like they put it there as a talking point for Clemson to, are, are they going to be able to jump Penn State? Well, Penn State took care of that halfway into that very next ball game. But uh, I'm kind of looking at it that way, so I don't know. But, man, it would be absolute chaos if Oklahoma won out, Utah won out, Alabama won the Iron Bowl and sat at home for a week and somehow made it into the playoffs after LSU beats Georgia in the conference championship game. But Morgan, I still think something weird's going to happen, right? Well, we had three undefeated teams in the college football playoff last year, but the norm, the, the previous four years in the playoffs, were either no teams that were undefeated or one team that was undefeated. So it would be historic if three teams would be undefeated heading into the college football playoffs. So I'm still thinking Ohio State... Is the, is the main team that could possibly misstep. Am, am I way off base there? Uh, you know, Ohio State, what we said, they had Michigan. To me, I just don't see Michigan being able to stop Justin Fields. We know what's going to happen when third down comes around. It's going to be third and second, third and, third and 11, third and seven. It doesn't matter what it is. Justin Fields is going to drop back and then eventually run the ball. And then also... When they don't have to use Justin Fields, they just give it to J.K. Dobbins, who's having a monster year, over 1,400 yards rushing. So, for me, I think that, uh, you know, even though it's at, at Michigan, I think Ohio State does what they need to do. It's going to be a big game between Wisconsin and Minnesota. You know, that that, team, that, that game is going to decide who who faces them in the Big Ten championship game. Yep. You know, big news out of Minnesota. Some sad news is that Casey O'Brien, you know, that place kicker that or the uh, the placeholder that had 14 surgeries uh, for cancer. He uh, they they found a spot on his lung this week, and he's going to have to go back for a surgery for a 15th surgery now, battling cancer. Gosh, so, yeah, I'd heard that as well. Him, Casey O'Brien. Yeah, that'll uh, that'll be interesting to keep our, our eye on and uh, figure all that out. So, again, it's Morgan Thomas from The Morgan Thomas Show. You can watch him on Facebook uh, Monday nights at 830. You can also hear his show on – you're on Wednesday nights now, right? Or are we still moving around, or how's that working? When can we hear your show on The Roar? So, on The Roar this week, you know, because of Thanksgiving, it's going to be at 8 o'clock on Wednesday. So, check it so out. So, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Uh, enjoy that. Yeah. Awesome. And, hey, before you get out of here – all right, if, if you're a Clemson fan and you're listening, are you a dedicated Clemson fan like Morgan 
who stayed up super late to watch the Clemson basketball game against TCU earlier this week, had to be at work at 8 o'clock the next morning. I called, uh, I called you, Morgan, at like 10 o'clock, dude, and I could tell how tired you were. But uh, you, uh, you stayed up and watched that ball game. Clemson has another one I haven't had a chance to talk about on the show yet tonight. Taking on number 21, Colorado. Tip-off scheduled for 11.30 p.m., T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. You can see it on ESPN2. You can also listen to it right here on the Roar on the Clemson Tigers network. What do you think uh, Tigers' chances are against a ranked Colorado team this evening? To be honest with you, it's a great shot. I really do believe it. They both have really good defenses. Um, Colorado is known for kind of going cold. And I know Clemson fans are going to say, well, Clemson goes cold too. <laughs> yeah. Colorado also has difficulties from the free throw line, which Clemson has been having some problems too. But, man, if that last game didn't excite you against TCU where they were down by 15 points, they went on a 15-0 run, they had a chance to win it two times before overtime set in. Then they went into overtime, and they did the right things at the right time to win the game, which is something we couldn't say a lot last year. I think they had like seven or eight games last year close by one possession that they lost. But this year, maybe a different story. They were able to pull it through a TCU team that's normally scoring in the high 70s, 80s. They were able to hold them and win the game. This is going to be a ranked team. And I think they have a great chance. I mean, the FPI is only saying 53% chance that, that Colorado wins. Now, I know a lot of those guys have, are born and raised around that Nevada, Colorado area, so it's kind of uh-huh. a home game for them, unfortunately. But I think Clemson has a good shot. And to be honest with you, a lot of people were jumping all over Clemson for losing that Virginia Tech game at the beginning of the season. They had a chance to win that. And get this, Virginia Tech just beat Michigan State, a number yes. three team in the nation behind Landers Nolly, who is a monster point guard. So just because Clemson lost that early game in the season is not one to write them off. I know Clemson fans got really upset early on, but let's give them a chance. This is a gold medal team. They still have that ability to grind it out and get some close wins. I think, uh, you know, we we must just believe in Tevin Mack and what he can do. He is definitely a star this season. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, some great analysis. Morgan Thomas from the Morgan Thomas Show. You can hear it tomorrow night right here on The Roar at 8 o'clock. Morgan, man, thanks for giving me a shout, buddy. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, same to you. Happy Thanksgiving, Morgan. And a little bit more thoughts on uh, on Clemson basketball. Yes, that Virginia Tech team now undefeated on the season. They've taken down the number three team in the country. Virginia Tech, the one loss on Clemson's schedule, They'll be a top 20 team next week in the rankings, maybe even top 15, getting a win like Michigan State and being undefeated so far this season. This Clemson team, I feel like, has two things that Clemson struggled with last year. And one is chemistry, right? This team went over, won the, uh, won the gold medal, of course, uh, in the World Games uh, that happened over the summer and spent a ton of time together developing some chemistry, which just seemed a little off to me last season. I don't know what the reasons were behind that, but I feel like they had that chemistry. And then number two, this Clemson team is great defensively, in my opinion. It's going to be a rock fight to beat these guys. I mean, you are going to have to overcome what I consider a very good Clemson defensive team. And you've got uh, Trap coming back uh, and Bear. Trap is an excellent defender later this year. So you are going to have to work really hard to beat this Clemson team. And if they could find a way to get a ranked win over Colorado tonight, they would be off to a fantastic start this season. But uh, again, that TCU game, 
it was the opposite of a lot of the games that uh, Clemson played the last couple of seasons where I feel like it got laid and Clemson couldn't get those breaks, couldn't make the plays to get it over the top. They were able to do that against uh, a well-coached TCU team that could be a ranked team by the end of this season as well. So we'll keep our eye on Clemson basketball. Again, tip-off tonight right around 1130. 11.30. I should have asked Morgan Thomas if he was staying up to watch this one uh, this evening. I may be taping this one and watching it tomorrow morning, but uh, yeah, he says he'll be staying up late. I just see him uh, posted on Facebook that he'll be staying up late to watch uh, the Tigers tonight. I guess with Thanksgiving coming up, man, maybe you can stay up late tonight, watch the Tigers, and then catch up with your rest over uh, the Thanksgiving holidays. All right, hey, one segment remaining in the show. Phone lines will continue to be open, 654-7627. Going to talk some more college football for sure. Also, have a little bit of thoughts from the NFL. And I have an anecdote from hockey that is going to blow your mind when we get back. This is the Mark Childress Show. It's the holidays again, and your relatives are coming. You know what they're going to say. Comments about your weight, your type 2 diabetes, your sleep apnea, and you're going to end up in the Santa costume for the kids again. Listen, take back your health and take back your pride. Book your free consultation at the Health Dare today and silence your relatives once and for all. Bring your wife or a friend and get the second one 50% off. You know what you need to do. Go to idareme.com. That's idareme.com. I dare you. SH Carter Development is a licensed, full-service demolition contractor here to serve the upstate. With 50 years of experience in residential, industrial, and commercial building demolition, their staff meets deadlines while maintaining strict safety requirements. Before you start your demolition project, contact SH Carter for a free project estimate. Their staff will guide you through pre-project planning and scheduling, site preparation, dismantling, and asset recovery. Visit shcarterinc.com or call 864-295-3943. Hey guys, it's time for the Toyo Tires Fall Into Autumn promotion going on right now at the Pendleton Tire Company. Purchase four qualifying passenger or light truck tires and receive an instant rebate of up to $80. That's right, instant rebate. No waiting, straight off the invoice. So get a set of Toyo Open Country QTs for the wife's SUV or a set of Toyo Open Country MTs for your cowboy Cadillac. Call Joey or Zach today at 646-3694 or check them out at PendletonTire.com. It's November, the month to reflect and be thankful for what you have. That is, unless you have a home with a foundation problem or wet basement. Thankfully, Mount Valley Foundation Services provides a free inspection and estimate for fixing those problems. Call before November 30th. You can take advantage of zero down, zero payments, and zero interest until 2021. Subject to qualifying credit approval. Other restrictions apply. Ask representative for details. And Mount Valley will beat any competitor's price by $500. That's an offer to be truly thankful for. Go to FixMyFoundation.com. At Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson, we provide an independent perspective to savings, investing, and retirement planning. We strive toward making a difference in our clients' lives and removing doubt about your financial future. You've worked hard all these years, and now you need someone to work hard for you. It's your money. It's your future. Talk to the trusted advisors at Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson. Call them at 654-5043 or online at kiwifg.com. There's a place right in town where you can find a wide range of John Deere products and solutions for your property. 
That's AgPro, and we're here to make sure you're equipped for anything. As the largest privately owned John Deere dealership in North America, our highly trained certified technicians make sure we're strong on service. See current offers and find your nearest AgPro location at agproco.com. Harwell Village is the ultimate one-stop shopping experience at the intersection of Tiger Boulevard and Pendleton Road in Seneca. With retailers including Aldi, Petco, Marshalls, Michaels, Ulta, Rack Room Shoes, and Five Below. Also new favorites like Aloha Nails and Spa, Five Guys Burgers and Fries, Great Clips, and Tipsy Taco. With stores for everyone and stocked with anything you need, Hartwell Village wishes our Clemson fans a happy shopping experience and a fantastic year. Go Tigers! You've never seen subcompacts as versatile as these. Meet the multitasking Massey Ferguson GC 1700 Series tractors, available at Powell Tractor. These easy-to-drive tractors are the perfect all-around machine for everyday jobs, from yard work and property maintenance to chores around the barn. And they're available now with 0% financing for 84 months with zero down, plus cash rebates. Get your new Massey Ferguson subcompact tractor now at Powell Tractor in Westminster. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP. 105.5 The Roar. segment of the Mark Childress Show. Thanks for hanging out with me this evening. Every Tuesday night from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock, you can catch me on the radio side, of course, if you're listening in your car on the Roar's app, or you can go to roar.radio uh, in your internet browser and listen there. And then we're also on the Roar's Facebook page. You can watch uh, the show behind the scenes. I'm in the Pronk Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. Fantastic setup here. Uh, you can participate with the show on Facebook. We've got a ton of folks watching tonight. Great comments on there as well. So thank you all for for your support. Also want to thank my good friend Rivers Whitmire for his support of the show. Rivers is a real realtor with J.W. Martin Real Estate, focuses on Lake Hartwell and Lake Kiowee. But if you have a house in the upstate, if you're looking for a home, maybe you've got questions about the market, when should I list my house, when should I buy, reach out to Rivers Whitmire. He can absolutely help you. He closed on two houses just last week in the upstate of South Carolina. You can follow him on Facebook at Rivers Whitmire-Realtor. Or you can give them a call, 864-752-5545. That's 864-752-5545. Rivers Whitmire, a sponsor here of the Mark Shoulder Show. Much appreciated, Rivers. Hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, sir. 654-7627, still a few minutes if you want to jump in on the show to, uh, to give us a call. What are your thoughts on the college football playoff? Anything else that might be on your mind as well? Um, Alex, I'm going to bring you back in for this. I, I read this uh, earlier this week, a story about it and I pulled this from Ryan Whitney on Twitter at Ryan Whitney six. I don't know if you're a hockey guy at all. I'm kind of a hockey guy, but listen to this. Keith Yandel lost nine teeth in the first period of a game the other night. He missed the second period and he came back out and played in the third period of the game. The next morning he had major dental surgery done and played in a 5 p.m. game. And he holds the NHL Ironman streak today with a couple of hundred consecutive hockey games played. Are there any people out there that are tougher than hockey players? 
lost nine teeth in the first period, played in the third period. That is insane, correct? Oh, that's absolutely correct. If I lost nine teeth uh, for any reason, not if I was playing sports, I would not be in class for, I don't know, maybe upwards of two weeks. Uh, <laughs> and major dental surgery sounds like my, my worst nightmare. So the fact that he was not able to play in the game the next day, but come back in the third period and play. And, of course, we're in an era of hockey. We're not like, it's not like this is the 70s where we got guys flying around the ice without helmets. We have some player safety uh you know, measurements in place. Uh, and this guy got, well, got some serious uh, some serious teeth knocked out, but he, uh, he's still playing. And, of course, you know, those guys that had those Ironman streaks, I mean, think of it, you know, like Brett Favre back in the day in the NFL, you know, he had, you know, like hurt his thumb one time, has plenty of ankle surgery. So, the, so I think, yeah. I feel like guys like that are just almost like a magnet for pain in some ways. So... But nine, nine teeth. So I was in a hotel in Connecticut a, a few years back, and the New York Islanders, like, literally got off the bus. We were standing there in the lobby and walked by us. Every one of those guys looked like the toughest guy I'd ever seen in my life. Every one of them looked exactly the same, hair all messed up, beards. They look like that they, you know, you would not want to meet them in a dark alley. So I got a lot of respect for uh, the toughness of hockey players. And I don't know if it gets any tougher than uh, Keith Yandel losing nine teeth in the first period of a game and then playing again uh, in the third period of that same game, getting dental surgery the next morning, major dental surgery, and then playing in a 5 o'clock game uh, that afternoon. So, uh, uh, some interesting stuff there. All right, so uh, I'd like to use this last segment just to kind of catch up on some news and notes that I pulled. Alex, uh, one point that we definitely want to bring up is with Ohio State moving in the college football playoff rankings, if you have not heard, there's a new number one in college football playoff rankings. It's Ohio State with LSU dropping down to number two. Ohio State has a massive fan base in Phoenix, Arizona which is where one of the two college football playoff games are played. So this was an important move in the rankings, I think, for Clemson this evening as well, because Ohio State, if given the opportunity, and they will be closer to Phoenix than any of the other teams, I think Ohio State will end up choosing Phoenix as the number one seed to play the number four seed, and that would leave Clemson, assuming everything stays the same. That will leave Clemson and LSU to square off down in Mercedes-Benz and Atlanta. And for Clemson fans who've been going all over the country now for four years in a row, all the way to the West Coast, all the way out to Phoenix a couple of times. Having a drivable game in the first round of the semifinals, I think, would be huge. And you talk about a ticket that would be in high demand. Alex, can you imagine Clemson, LSU, and the college football playoffs in Atlanta? I cannot imagine how much those tickets will be going for. That would be an unbelievable matchup here locally. Oh, yeah, that, that's an unbelievable matchup. To your first point, Mark, that kind of reminds me of how it, how it ended up last year with the locations of the games. So Alabama probably would have opted. They were the number one seed last year, obviously. They probably would have opted to play in Dallas in the Cotton Bowl because that's I think that's slightly closer uh, to them than Miami was. Um, but because, obviously, they were playing Oklahoma, that's a quasi-home game for Oklahoma. So they decided, yep. they decided to go play in the Orange Bowl. Not that it would have mattered, but I guess for, for – for quote-unquote home field advantage or a neutral field. That's what they decided. So I, I think Ohio State might be using that same model. I guess it's kind of not really the reverse, but kind of different because Ohio State's going where their fans are. Not there wouldn't be fans in Atlanta. Because Ohio State fans are they're kind of like Pittsburgh Steelers fans. They're really just everywhere. They're kind of an infestation. Yes, um, <laughs> infestation. Be careful now. Um, um, so it's... They're just, they're to to much to their credit they're they're all over the place they're all over the country they're very well traveled 
Um, yep. So yeah, I think I think they would probably be well suited to go where their fans are, and not where a lot of other fans, like a lot of Clemson fans, will obviously be close to Atlanta. But yeah, to your second point, Clemson versus LSU. That's like a fever dream type of a game, particularly on, yes. from the offensive side of the ball. That I I would. I would love to see that. Nothing more. Probably with a little bit more stakes, I would love to see that game in the national championship game because I love national championship games with some offense. Um, and I, I mean, of course, I love semifinal games with offense as well. The Rose Bowl was a very entertaining game, if not particularly well played on defense. Uh, but, yeah, that, that semifinal game would be outstanding. Well, I was going to say that the the second aspect of this would be if you can get LSU in the playoffs, you'd rather get them in the semifinals and not as a de facto home game in New Orleans in the finals, right? So if you're going to have to match up with LSU, I'd rather get them away from home because essentially putting them in the Superdome down in uh, New Orleans for the uh, college football playoff uh, championship game. Uh, that would be a home game for LSU. That would be make it that much more difficult to go in and take them off. So a couple of things to uh, to be thinking about and, uh, and keeping your eye on with that. Um, I pulled a couple of stats as well today from Twitter. Uh, this from Tim Beret, if you haven't seen it yet uh, on Twitter. I think he put it out one other place. Clemson is now the only team in the country in the top five in scoring offense, scoring defense, total offense, and total defense. And if you heard some of Dabo's uh, statements today in his press conference, Dabo tells you how this team is all the time, right? I mean, he doesn't pull any punches, and I feel like the national media and a lot of folks always miss it. Dabo's saying to you that he feels like that this might be the most dominant team that he's had right now. And if you still have to play the Clemson Tigers, if you are South Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech, any of these teams in the playoffs, if the Tigers play to their potential, they're not going to beat you. They're going to beat you badly. Dabo's really happy with where they're at right now, and you can see all the statistics starting to line up that something historic could be happening here. Tigers' 26 straight wins, 28 straight wins. It's the longest streak in ACC history. That's Florida State from a few years back. Right now they're headed towards it, right? Headed right towards it. They could get 28 with the ACC championship game and then go and break it in the college football playoffs. So that'll be worth watching. Also, man, we, we talk about this. This is from David Hale on Twitter. Listen to this one, Alex. This is a great stat, all right? Since the start of last season, Clemson's defense has allowed 21 touchdowns on 285 drives that began with a punt or a kickoff versus FBS opponents. That's a rate of one touchdown for every 13 and a half such drives which is by far the best in the country. 285 drives the last two seasons, 21 touchdowns. That's a staggering statistic. And again, this is based on a punt or kickoff. It doesn't count for uh, drives related to turnovers. Can you get your head around that kind of number? That is dominance. Yeah, that's, it's, it's always interesting to see a dominant defense put, in, put into num- like numerical terms like that. But that, that stat is just... That's that's mind-boggling considering the yep. teams they've played, maybe not necessarily in the regular season, but especially the teams they've played in the postseason that were at least known to ha- have the capability to put up some points. That's 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 a tremendous stat from, from David Hale. Yeah, I agree. And again, it doesn't even count the FCS games, or the stat uh, would be even skewed up uh, further to the other end. A couple of things to clean up uh, that I didn't get a chance to get to earlier in the show. Dabo today in this press conference. Amari Rogers, Justin Ross were both banged up in the last game, if you recall. 
They're back and ready to roll. That is a quote. So Clemson will be at full strength in the wide receiving core for the South Carolina game this weekend, and that is fantastic news. Travis Etienne needs two rushing touchdowns to pass James Conner and set the all-time ACC record for career rushing touchdowns. That would be up to 53. And if he gets two touchdowns in any way, he would get uh, the total touchdown record as well. So if Travis can get in the end zone two times this weekend, rushing the football against South Carolina, and I think there's a good chance he's going to do that, then he will be the all-time ACC leader in rushing touchdowns, which is an amazing thing. Of course, he already holds the record at Clemson. And then T. Higgins, uh, just six receiving touchdowns behind uh, New Hopkins and Sammy Watkins now to become the all-time leader. You say, man, how's he going to get six TDs? Well, it could be up to four games left. And T has become a very popular target now for Trevor Lawrence. So that's a record to potentially keep your eye on as well. And thanks to Kelly Gramlich for uh, posting both of those up uh, earlier today to be able to knock them down. And then uh, one that I just uh, like a little bit, this from Tiger Commenter, at Tiger Commenter on Twitter. South Carolina has nine bowl wins in the history of their program. Clemson has nine bowl wins under Dabo Sweeney. If that doesn't show you the difference between those two programs, and especially recently, I don't know what does. That was a very impressive uh, statistic there. And then, uh, Alex, uh, a surprising stat, I think, unless you follow things closely. There are four ACC versus SEC matchups this weekend, right? And we hear about how great the SEC is and how terrible the ACC is. This is a drumbeat that's been going on for years. You've got Clemson, South Carolina this weekend. You've got Georgia, Georgia Tech. You've got Louisville, Kentucky, and you've got Florida State versus Florida. In the college football playoff era, since 2014, ACC teams, 30 and 28 against SEC teams. So in the last five seasons, the ACC has beaten the SEC more than the SEC has beaten the ACC. It's 30 to 28. It's real darn close. Again, dig deeper. The story isn't always what you hear on television. And again, I'm not saying that the ACC is as good as the SEC this year. They are not. But historically, over the last five years, pretty even between the two conferences. I thought that was interesting. And then this final one. Can you believe that FIU beat Miami this weekend? One of the biggest upsets of the season. With the loss to FIU, Miami is the only team in the last 40 seasons in college football to lose three times as a 14-point favorite or more in a single season. Miami lost to Virginia Tech as a 14-point favorite. They lost to Georgia Tech as an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. And they lost to FIU as a 21-point favorite. And if you remember, they barely beat Central Michigan earlier this season, 17-12, when they were 30-and-a-half-point favorites. Miami is not a marquee program anymore. What went on two years ago with uh, Mark Rick there at the helm and the big, uh, what did they start off 10-0 and and then just dropped off the face of the earth, uh, lost their last game of the season, got crushed in the ACC championship game, got crushed in their bowl game. That's the anomaly. If you're an older guy like me, you think Miami, you still think they're a great football team. They are not. They've got a long way to go if they want to get back to the top of the uh, echelon in college football. So I thought that was an interesting stat as well. All right, folks. A happy Thanksgiving to you, Alex. You did a great job tonight, as always. Thank you very much. We'll be back next Tuesday night here for the Mark Childress Show, 7 to 9. 
We'll do this all over again. This will be the last Tuesday night show where uh, they will announce the college football rankings while we're live on the air. Then after the college football uh, conference championship games, they'll do it that Sunday, if you recall. So that'll be a big show next week. You can hear me on Saturday a couple of times. I host the Tiger Tailgate show before the Clemson football game. I'll also be filling in for Qualk on the fifth quarter show. So hope to uh, hang out with you guys a little bit on Saturday as I bookend the Clemson-South Carolina game. 26-point spread, Clemson over South Carolina. Looking for a beatdown this weekend. Thank you to Fax and Childress, who produces here from the Proc Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. Alex Wisnett, thank you to you for all the work you did with us this evening. You guys have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. This has been the Mark Childress Show. Safe at home plate in the Priority One Security Studios. WAHT 